I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Sports Virgins, the podcast from Pomodo, where a pair of total sport novices, that's me, Amy Vos, and me, Matt Richardson, get to learn all about the world of sport. In this episode, we discuss golf. What's the race to Dubai? Who's Lee okay. Westwood? <laughs> Matt's shame. Every time I speak to him, he's like, listen again, embarrassment. That's all he has to say. <laughs> and the offside rule. A defender has to be a certain distance behind or in or not behind or close by oh it's stupid rule something like that welcome to sports virgins well welcome back sports virgins um i don't know about you matt but i've once again failed on the nutmeg challenge did you do any curling since last episode i really i really tried so um i tried to do some curling in the kitchen um but it turns out um the cat does not like being pushed around on the floor (laughs) yeah i thought you know push him and then brush behind the cat but it just he was having none of it yeah, I couldn't have had a more sport-free week if I tried, really. I've, 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 I couldn't be more in the dark. You know, last time I was like, oh, I was aware there was a game going on or something, but Christmas has like, overtaken my life a bit. So, um, so yeah, I think I'm, I'm really open to learning this week, Dylan. Let's hope some stuff's been going on, as I assume, as always, it has. Yeah, there's a, there's a few new stories to, to go through today. It was the Manchester derby, so City United, which usually is a big game because, you know, they've both been up there, there or thereabouts. But no, nah, it was a bit of a drab, nil-nil draw, really. So nothing interesting happened there. Liverpool and Spurs both drew, but unfortunately Chelsea lost, so they missed out the chance to go to the top. Are you aware of who's up the top of the Premier League these days? Leicester. Uh- <laughs> no, they're, to be I'm fair, gonna, they're, they're up there. I'm going to say it's going to be. It's like one of five, isn't it? It's going to be yeah. like Arsenal, Tottenham, Chelsea, or the Manchester's and Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, I have noticed that people have been slagging off Arsenal quite a lot recently. I don't know. I think that's because I was watching Good Morning Britain and Piers Morgan was going on about it. That's the only reason I know that. Yeah, so Arsenal lost again on the weekend, so they uh, can be described as being in the shit. Is that the official term? Yeah, I think that oh, okay. is Okay, interesting, yeah. interesting. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're, yeah, they're really struggling. So yeah, Liverpool and Spurs are both top. So people are very hopeful that this eventually is going to be Tottenham's year. And people are still in the stadiums. They've still got like a few like lit- littered about. How's well, that going? They, they had. You know, oh, <laughs> well, oh you know, now it's all going to change again. It's all going to change again. Yeah, I suppose oh, in, in, in London at least. So I'm sure there might be a couple of teams that will still be able to have a crowd this is this is how different uh my my life is to my family's so my dad and my brother have been going to the football again and um on uh this week my brother is going to the football and sky news are going to the football with my brother to see his routine as an autistic man going back to the football because it's such a big part of his life and like 
I it, football features so little in my life, and yet it's big enough in his life that the news are going. That's huge! Wow, yeah, that's he amazing. Emails, he's he basically he's really big on the whole like autism friendly football thing. Like he's trying to make it his vibe because um, oh, he works for a charity. So he just emailed Sky News, going, "Do you want to come to the football with me and see my routine and stuff?" And they were like. Um, yeah, we'll do that. It's not the <laughs> coronavirus. We're quite happy to come to the football with you. Wow. Oh, good. Go so on. I'm the opposite of him. I'm such a shame to him that I know nothing on this podcast. He's really embarrassed by me. Is he fuming that, you, that you're on this podcast, like just showing him up? He, every time I speak to him, he's like, listen again, embarrassment. And that's all he has to say. <laughs> he thinks, I think he thinks there would have been some sort of progress. And yet it feels like I've actually gone the other way. <laughs> so Matt, see, the thing is, Matt, I- I'm just glad that somebody else knows how I feel every single week doing this. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I spoke to a friend of mine um, this weekend who um, has, is very supportive, listened to everything I does, uh, but he loves this the most out of everything he's ever seen, uh, my friend Mo, because um, he cannot believe Amy and I don't really know this little. Like, yeah. he thinks we're putting it on. I've had a few people say that as well. I was like, this is it. He's like, there's no prep to get this back. <laughs> well, it's like, like I said, I actually thought I had a basic knowledge, but this podcast has made me realise just how little I know. And like my boyfriend is sport obsessed, as you know. And the other day when I, I was away for a couple of days, and this sounds a bit creepy, but we've got this camera in our kitchen. It was for the dog initially, but I was away and I was like, oh, I'll just see what he's up to in the kitchen. And you, it has it has sound as well. And when I watched, he was in the kitchen making a sandwich, listening to this podcast. So, and he's a big sports fan. So I was like, interesting. And he said he enjoys it. So that's good news. I think sports fans listen to this podcast in the same way you'd have gone to see a bearded lady years ago. In that, like, they can't quite believe. What are you saying, Matt? I've well, not I'm... got any on the chin. <laughs> got a bit. It's just the shadow of the of the, of the Zoom chat. Um, yeah, I think that's it. People are like, I cannot believe there are people like this out there. But then I, I've had people say to me, they listen to this podcast, they know nothing about sports, and they found it interesting. They learn something. So you know, we cover all bases. We're for everybody, indeed. Yeah. So I guess the the biggest news story of the weekend was that Anthony Joshua was back in the ring. Are, are you aware? of the fact that he fought i am vaguely but i don't actually know the outcome i didn't watch telly all weekend Um, i'm in a i'm in a whatsapp i'm in a whatsapp group that um, had a real big thing about this and um he won didn't he this weekend he knocked out the other gentleman whose name has escaped (laughs) me kubrat pulev kubrat pulev it was on the tip of my tongue (laughs) and um everyone's basically the talk now is look he had a good fight but is he ready for tyson fury yeah, so this, That's this the is a big it question mark, isn't it? Ooh. AJ Fury, this is going to be an ongoing saga that's going to dominate sports news for hopefully not longer than a year. You know, hopefully this is going to happen in 2021. Why would it take so long? Why don't they just, you know, set a date? Give us something to look forward to. Is it like... It's like a, like a wedding, yeah? Is, yeah. do, they build it, do they build it up so that the hype increases, therefore they get paid more or something? What, what's the weight? Uh, I don't think they... It's for the hype. It's just, it is money. It's just negotiations between TV companies, venues, and who earns what. Yeah, it's all. Is this what they curious. call the purse? The purse, yeah. Is that Why right? Why do they call it the purse? I don't know, but Should when wallet, I've, I've heard that in boxing before, that's like all about the fees, isn't it? And I like to think of it as a lovely little lady's purse, you know, with those little 
the ones with the little clicky thing on top. <laughs> I'm like, they like, they just open up the purse. Get and it's taking them out. so long because they can't get them open with the gloves on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly what it is. There we go. Let's <laughs> move that one out. But this is going to be like the biggest uh, British sporting event for, well, a long, long time. Um, Will they so- do it at Wembley Stadium again? Because that's he fought there, didn't he, Anthony Joshua? The other chat is the Middle East because they've got the most money, so... Everyone seems to have gone to Dubai as well, so... It's Riyadh yeah. is where everyone wants to go. They want to go to Saudi Arabia, don't they? Like, that's where they're, they're giving you shed loads of cash to do anything. We are happy to do the Riyadh Podcast Festival, if anyone's listening. We are, <laughs> we, we are not morally objected to anything in Saudi Arabia no. if you're going to give us some money. It's flights and hotel will be there. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that AJ Fury will feature quite heavily in this uh, podcast throughout the years. Like the Wrexham story, it's going to be an ongoing thread. So another new story from the weekend is that Lee Westwood won the race to Dubai for the third time. What's the race to Dubai? Who's Lee okay. Westwood? <laughs> <laughs> Good start. So, okay. So uh, any guesses what sport this is? I feel like I've heard of him, but I can't. Flying? <laughs> got to get to Dubai? I don't... Dubai? Is it... Um, it's, it's golf. Do... Oh. It's golf. So, uh, yeah. no, I mean... I was nowhere near. They'll never charge those golf carts enough to get there. <laughs> the race to Dubai. Why is it called the race to Dubai? That makes it sound so more exciting than golf is. Yeah. So the the European tour, which, you know, goes on with, with a tournament every weekend-ish throughout the whole season. And uh, the last tournament of the year is in Dubai. And I guess it's called the race to Dubai because whoever is top of the league or top of the, le- the le- leaderboard when it gets to that tournament is the winner of the whole season. Westwood didn't actually win this weekend in Dubai, but I think the permutations were he needed to finish second and somebody else needed to finish no higher than fourth, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he ended up winning the whole championship on that last weekend. So it's quite, it's quite a, an exciting end to the season in golf. I just feel that golf in Dubai sounds like something that is using a lot of water that they don't have. <laughs> yes if it, it yeah. feels like this the phrase golf in dubai feels wasteful doesn't it it'd need a lot of deodorant as well it's so hot isn't it it must be just that's why it's, that's know. why they played now like it's a bit more reasonable i suppose isn't it okay yeah yeah but so, yeah it doesn't uh, yeah. feel like a place i mean it could be so- caught in the sand trap for ages <laughs> there we go <laughs> it's, it's my called, only golf joke it's called a bunker by the way a bu- it's oh, not called a sand trap no a bunker sand, sand bunker. pit <laughs> yeah, yeah there we go so uh, yeah so the the other interesting thing with Lee Westwood there's a couple of things here so he's 47 so he's a lot older than the rest of them and uh, it's 20 years since he won his first race of Dubai so wow. he, he's making a bit of a comeback he sort of dropped down the rankings he's actually 47th in the world as well and he's 47 years old so that's quite a nice little quirk it's, um, is it one of the few sports where you can play well into your 40s and 50s yeah it is actually yeah um, you know he's he don't you know a lot of those guys don't often win at that age but uh, it's great that He's uh, you know now having a bit of a swan song. Um, the other interesting thing with Lee Westwood is that a couple of years ago he appointed his well girlfriend at the time, now fiance, as his caddy. Mm. So you're familiar with what a caddy is in golf? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they just they they drive the little carts and help with the clubs, right? Yeah, yeah. They, but uh, couldn't carry them. I actually, weirdly, I have a I have a great fact about this. For years, and he might still be, Tiger Woods had a caddy from New Zealand and the caddy gets a slice of the winnings. It's like 10 or 15%, isn't it? And when Tiger Woods was at his peak, his caddy was the highest paid um, sportsman in New Zealand. Whoa. That is correct. I didn't know they got... That's my only fact about caddies. 
I didn't know they got um they got a share. So is it quite yeah. an in- integral part of of the get like what what is give it? recommendations and things on club and you oh. do the research. They do a lot of research on the courses and things. So they're always like whispering in the player's ear of like this is what you should do here. This isn't your weak point. It's like an objective eye that follows you around. So does he have his fiance because she's really knowledgeable about golf or just he misses her when he's not with her? She's not that knowledgeable. I guess she is now. But initially, you know, it wasn't as if she was a professional golf caddy or anything. Um, I think she's a personal trainer initially. But okay. I guess he got to a point in his career that he'd stagnated a little bit. He was in a bit of a rut and he lost his form. He experimented with a few different caddies. Then he obviously just thought, well, sod it. I'm just going to get my girlfriend along. And uh, he won that first tournament that she was there because I guess maybe it relaxed him or, I don't know, just put him in a different place mentally. And uh, so he's kept her as his caddy for the last couple of years. That's really, that's a lovely, that could be be a rom-com. Seriously, yeah, that, could, that is that like a really be a rom-com, couldn't it? Yeah. That is a really cute story. Oh, I love that. Okay, Matthew now I'm invested. Is Lee Westwood? If yeah. he does a good shot, do they have a little kiss afterwards? <laughs> yeah, it's a high five. I suppose, like he's he's kind of had a really good professional career. He's stagnated a bit. He's still making money on it, but like he's he's kind of past it. You just be like, you know what? I'm not giving away ten percent anymore. Fuck it. I'm just getting yeah. her in. Yeah, and I we're going to keep it in the family. Maybe it's for tax reasons as well. He's employed you know, like, her. <laughs> You know, like when an MP employs their spouse and it's all a yeah. bit dodgy. It's basically yeah. that, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> oh, but, well, we've, you know, we've just it, ruined it the rom-com, but either way. <laughs> Matt, you mentioned that Tiger Woods's caddy was, was well-known because, you know, the caddies aren't particularly well-known. They kind of fly under the radar. Like you said, Amy, they are an integral part of a golfer's career, but they're not particularly well-known. So there was another really well-known caddy in the 90s for Nick Faldo. Do, do you know anything about this? No. So he had a female caddy, but, you know, not his girlfriend or anything. She was a professional caddy, but her name was Fanny. And, you know, back in the 90s, this was a, this was mega lols, you know, one one of the only female people in in world golf. And she was called Fanny. It's a shame they didn't get married. She could have been Fanny Faldo. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been good. That's a great uh, name. So he would have been like Fanny What if people didn't know her name at first and he was just going, Fanny, pass me a... <laughs> Driver Fanny. Nine inch or whatever they are. I don't know. What nine inch. Them. Is that what they're called? No. no. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. There was nine uh, inches. <laughs> yeah, a tad longer. Sounded like a really weird porno. Sorry, I don't know what that was. But there, there has been <laughs> some, some classic commentary cock-ups to do with her. Ken Brown, who's the BBC commentator, you know, very well respected, very professional. So caddies, like you said, that they they help out the golfer, and a lot of the times they help them to line up the putt. So you know, they either stand behind the the hole and they tell them which kind of line they should do with the contours and all that kind of stuff. So Fanny was help was li- helping Nick Faldo line up the putt, and Ken Brown said, "Some weeks Nick likes to use Fanny; other weeks he prefers to do it by himself." <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh god uh, yes, the uh, thing is i can imagine that sounds a little bit deliberate but there must be times when actually they probably referenced her and then realized oh my god that's really inappropriate 
Yeah, but there have been loads of those, so that was good value. And the other similar kind of quote that it reminded me of when uh, on the weekend I was watching a programme about who wants to be a millionaire. It was like a recap of the history of who wants to be a millionaire. And uh, they were talking about Judith Keppel, who was the first ever winner of uh, who wants to be a millionaire, as in like the first millionaire. And uh, Chris Tarrant, when he was on This Morning discussing her winning, you know, the first million pounds, he said on This Morning, she was practising fastest finger first by herself in bed last night oh, come chris. on chris you know what you're doing there chris don't you yeah, we leave that good. leave that nonsense to richard madeley <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh there's another good one of those i looked up some of these quotes from sport and uh, you know in the boat race the oxford cambridge boat race you know they have the the little guy who sta- who sits at the end of the boat barking orders at them do you know See who that cocks. person is yeah, exactly. He's called yeah. Cox. So I guess you can see where this is going. But the uh, Oxford Cambridge race in the 70s, Harry Carpenter made a quote live on TV. He said, Ah, isn't that nice? The wife of the Cambridge president is kissing the Cox of the Oxford crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too good. See, look, if you'd have told me this, I would have been into sport. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, Lee Westwood won the race of Dubai and uh, he's back up there. You know, he's going to qualify for the Ryder Cup yet again, if it happens next year. Where's where's that again? So the Ryder Cup's in the US next year. So it's in Whistling Straits in Wisconsin. Oh, that well, sounds that lovely. Yeah, mm. That was tough to say. Whistling Straits sounds like a euphemism for Fanny, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> so the next sports story we're going to move on to is uh, onto the world of bobsleigh. Oh, yes, this is more my speed. Winter sports are the best sports because they're all mental. Yes, they <laughs> yeah. really are. I mean, bobsleigh is, I don't know if I'd, I, I love win- I love skiing and stuff like that, but I don't know if I'd get, would you get in a bobsleigh? It does look pretty terrifying. Yes, I absolutely would. Uh, Matt, have you seen Cool Runnings? It can go very wrong. Uh, yeah, I have seen Cool Runnings and the moral of that film is just try your hardest and it'll be fine. That's true. You can always get up and just carry it to the end. That would, exactly. be, that would be us. <laughs> well, th- this is a true real-life cool running story, although that was, you know, based on real-life events. But uh, so there's a guy called James Dasselu, I think so that's how you pronounce his name. So he was a sprinter for Great Britain in the Olympics, like, you know, normal sprinting. He's actually the second fastest uh, sprinter in UK history behind... Wow. Um, what's his name? Lunchbox guy. <laughs> Linford Christie. Oh, poor Linford Christie. You know, he's he's I was is it Linford Christie? I was gonna say that was gonna be my guess, but then I didn't think I was just lumping all sports that are track and field together. <laughs> no, it I'm is. I'm sorry Christie. I referred to him as lunchbox, that's all I could think of. <laughs> he's no, no, not that. The I think just big the dick. nickname. Yeah. <laughs> but didn't Linford Christie didn't he get done for doping? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Legend. Hey. Is that I mean, the right as, answer anyway? As did all of them. Uh, yeah, so Linford Christie is the fastest uh, oh. sprinter in UK history. Um, and James Daslow has has run the second fastest time, like 9.94 seconds or something for the 100 metres. Um, but anyway, he's now decided to have a crack at the bobsleigh. So he competed in the World Cup on the weekend for Great Britain in Austria in the bobsleigh. How so, did he do? Oh, he didn't win. I, you know, I was trying to find out and I couldn't really f- find anything about this. Um, that's how low-key the event was. But he didn't win because I saw a list of the winners and he wasn't on there. But um, hang on, you say that like he was... Bobsleigh is several people in a team, right? Yeah, I think this one was two people. Uh, there's different oh, There's okay. different ones, isn't yeah. there? There's the two... The th- I think there's two, three, four, 
and then you have the um, skeleton bob and the single bob. So you've got you skeleton bob is where you go down headfirst on basically a fucking tea tray. Yeah, and there is a version <laughs> yeah, as well nice. where they go down. <laughs> they do a single bob where you go down feet first as well. Like that, it's and and weirdly, we're really good at the skeleton bob. Yeah, as we a are. Country. Are we? Yeah, like we've got like a few gold medals in it for whatever reason. Like we're just, we've got a really good little team. Yeah, Amy Williams was the well-known one from a few years ago, wasn't yeah. she? She did really well and it's, on that. It is like, it's like going down the going down on a tea tray at 80 miles an hour. It's the coolest and most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Where do you go and do, uh, the, there must be places in the UK that I have zero awareness of where you can go and just get on those tea trays, just give it a blast. There must be, if we're that just, good at it, there must be some great... Places, I guess there they? must be a, a bobsleigh track somewhere in the country, yeah. even an artificial one. But I think they all go and train in Europe okay. all winter and then come back in the summer. Or, or they just like, you know, like you said, grab, grab a tray and just find a hill and just go for it. <laughs> it's all the people. Do you remember when you were at school and there'd be a snow day and the, the kids who are crazy enough to go down the hill on a on a black bin bag? Yeah. It's those kids that end up being in the skeleton bob because they have no fear. Yeah, it's impressive. I love it. Do you know, t- talking about that, another thing I watched on the weekend, and I, I actually showed the kids this because I knew they wouldn't believe me if I told them. Um, are you familiar with the cheese rolling? Yes. yes. Yeah, there's a documentary on it on Netflix. It's yes. well worth a watch. I don't know why. We might have just watched the trailer or watched some clip on it, but that is absolutely nuts. And in Leicestershire, I don't know if we've spoken about this before. Sorry to bring it up again. Oh, we probably, but, oh my God. Mm, there's a thing called bottle kicking, which is another one of those bank holiday it's traditions. There. Yeah, and it's basically a big hill between, um, it's Medbourne and Hallerton, I think, these two villages. And they throw this, it's like a keg, like a beer keg, and they throw it up and then all the, everyone just goes for it and you can and we'd go along for the social and it'd just be sort of happening and they have to get it over one side of the hill but oh there'd be broken limbs and occasionally you'd go oh I'm gonna have a quick go and you'd just sort of push someone and then go oh that'll me that's me done but um <laughs> but it gets quite rough but but the cheese rolling is next level yeah it and is. it's a girl who's won it every year for like five years isn't it yeah, so well, she's won it for the last three years, and oh. she. This documentary is her going for the fourth, but I, I won't give it, give it away. The old spoiler alert, but yeah, it, it's it's crazy. It's well worth a watch, and the kids were like, "What are they doing? Why would you do that? They just throw themselves down the hill." And also, what I find quite funny is there's no like you don't win anything, do you? I mean, you get the cheese. No, you don't, yeah, it's you not get like the you, cheese. It's not like you get hundred thousand pounds for breaking yeah. all your limbs. It's Bizarre. You just get a wheel of cheese. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's it. And and the other interesting thing I found about this was the local rugby team are all lined up at the bottom of the hill to basically stop people. Wow. Because they're going yeah. too fast yeah. down the hill. <laughs> yeah. So they basically like rugby tackle them to like slow them down. What an unpleasant experience that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Worst bank holiday ever. My, my go to a local... pub and have a PIMS. I love, I love these kind of like quirky British sports because I, I, I've been... Um, working with an American a lot recently and I keep telling her things like the cheese rolling and every time I tell her something new she goes well this is the one you've made up and I'm like, I <laughs> swear to god it isn't um, uh, where I grew up there's a little village nearby that do the world poo stick championships <laughs> What? And it's like a big thing, like hundreds of people compete. So you know poo sticks where you drop a stick into the water of a, like a river or a stream over yeah. on a bridge and you see whose stick comes out first the other side? Yeah. 
they do a world championships of it every year and it's in this village and it's like basically a village fate with the quaintest sport in the world so is that a competitive thing what do you win for that Matt is it just like a trophy nothing yeah there's no like major winner but like people travel to come and do it (laughs) maybe this is a sport we could we could get good at I feel like it feels like it's our speed doesn't it it feels like this is very us Maybe rather than, you know, a lot of people who like, I've got friends who do like football podcasts and stuff and they all want to broadcast from the, uh, you know, the World Cup of football. Maybe we should really lean into the niche sport events and just go and do our podcast live from them. Live from the Poo Sticks Championships 2021. I am in. Like we're in, we're at the, we're at the Lincolnshire Bacon Roll. (laughs) <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, I'm sure there's loads of them. Are you like That's- rugby? T- oh, you've got two girls as well, Dylan. Do you like rugby tackle them in the garden? Like, yes, beat you. <laughs> nah, they they are the least sort of physical of children I've ever seen. They're not interested in anything remotely physical like that. <laughs> well, you know what? Just thrash them at chess. Yeah, oh, exactly. there you go. Yeah, there's always a sport. Good. I think we've uh, gone off on a million tangents there. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think, am I right in saying Jargon's had another controversial week, Dylan? I feel like he's just been in the news. I don't know why. I've just heard his name or am I making that up? Is he okay? He's just always moaning these days about largely VAR or whatever, but yeah, he's always having a moan when they're not winning. Well, he's our favourite sporting Karen, so uh, I'll hand over (laughs) to Jargon Klopp. Hello, Spot Virgins. Jargon Klopp here. This week's sporting jargon is Offside Rule. Well, obviously oh, yeah. I know what, know what this is, but you're going to... Do you know and... what it is? You can't explain the offside rule. I know lady. what the offside rule is. Like I no, know... no, no. You know <laughs> there is a rule called the offside rule. You don't know when it's implemented. You're, you're going to try and make us explain it, Dylan. Is that what you're going to try and do? Well, th- I mean, th- this is oh, the meatiest of meatiest topics, isn't it? <laughs> Come on then, Amy. Give it a bash. I can have a bash. Right. The offside rule is when, when a striker is going for the goal... A defend. <laughs> you can't have a. Def- you're already. You're Wait, already. I've not finished, Matt. A defender. <laughs> a defender has to be a certain distance behind, or in, or not behind, or close by. Oh, it's a stupid rule. Something like that. It's about a defender and being within a within a remit of the striker, I, right? I think no? I've got a better stab at this. If well, I'm then. honest, yeah, it's about 
um, a defender being between the goal and the striker. Like the striker can't go if everyone is behind him, then you're offside, basically. That's right, isn't it? Ish. Yeah, so so the striker has to have a defender in between him and the goal when his teammate passes him the ball. Uh, when his teammate passes. So I'm thinking, okay, so when when a striker suddenly does a big run and is yeah. like going down the pitch and it's like, oh my God, he's going to score a goal. So he, where does the defender have to be then? No, if, if he's got the ball and he's gone past the last defender, so he's now in between him and the goal, there's no defender. But oh, it's still, when it's passed to him. Yeah, when it's passed to him. But then yeah, he exactly. can leg it with the ball and he doesn't yeah. have to. Yeah. I mean, there, so, there's a few anomalies to this. Um, you can't be offside in your own half. If like, in theory, everyone's up by your goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can stand in by the halfway line, but just inside your own half and you're not offside. If you're the other side of the line, then you would be offside. Why is it? Because the rule of there has to be someone in between you and the goal when the ball gets past you sounds fairly simple. Why is it so controversial? Uh, I guess it's so controversial because, you know, the strikers will try to push the boundaries as much as possible, will try to be, you know, onside, but as close to the last defender as possible so that he can get to the ball before him kind of thing. Okay. and it's like uh, my brain's just switched off. I'm trying to listen, but like, it's just, it's just, if you play football, I imagine it's quite straightforward. I think when you don't play football and you're trying to dissect something like this, it's like, what? Is it a common thing to happen in football matches that someone gets called for being offside? Yeah, it's very often, yeah. Okay. The challenge no. these days is that it, it's been amplified and it's very topical because of VAR. People could be even, like even was onside. So if you're level you were deemed to be onside. But now okay. with, with technology, the fact that you can freeze frame, zoom in, you know, a magnifying glass to like each millimeter, there's no real such thing as even anymore because okay. even if someone's one millimeter ahead of the other one, the technology can actually point that out now. So it's a bit more black and white than just like even. Do you know what's so funny is while you were talking then, there were two squirrels in my garden. I just realised I'd just switched off and was just watching those. I just can't get my head around. I'm like, I'm like oh, squirrels. That's how my brain so, works. Was he offside? <laughs> I think he might have been, yeah. Oh, dear. What, so so <clears throat> the problem is, is this why VAR is controversial? Because it's sort of taken any subjectivity or fairness out of football. Because like you're like, they're basically even, but like a millimetre will now determine it. Yeah, exactly. If you look at things like tennis, you know, when the ball hits the line or just outside the line and nobody really knows, but the 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 judge will say whether it's in or out, but the player can challenge that. So if he challenges it, they get Hawkeye out and they zoom in literally to the millimeter. And if the ball is one millimeter over the line, then it's out. But that's seen as a good thing for tennis. You know, it adds mm. to the entertainment. Um, People love it when accuracy. that comes out, don't they? When, oh, they when... clap and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, aren't they only allowed, maybe, could it be in football like that? Because tennis, you're only allowed to use it a certain number of times, aren't you, as a player? That's right, yeah. So could it not be the same in, in yeah, is it like two or three a match they're allowed? Yeah, or, that's I, it. Or a, per I set, yeah, set, yeah. Set. Yeah, so maybe they'll bring that into football in, in future, who knows. But I think the point is that the game is not flowing anymore. There's too many stoppages. At least you now know the offside rule, right? Correct? I don't Correct. know if I'll ever, it's like now I could just, I just repeat don't... it back. Just repeat it back, Amy. That's okay, all you okay, need to know. Okay. Um, the offside rule is when a striker is going for the goal and a defender has to have pat been, ah! a defender 
No, another member of the team has to be nearby when it's been passed to him. What a stupid rock that I don't know. Is that right? <laughs> way off. No, way off. Way we off. Won't, we won't forget cover it. All the Just though, forget but it. But it's. I, I'm now glad that, like, because when you say to people, like, because because I, I publicly don't like football. Like, I'm quite vocal about being like it's not for me. And loads of times in the pub, like some smarmy idiot will always go, oh, can you tell me the offside rule? Like that. And now I can go, yeah, I can actually. Um, When a striker is past the ball, there has to be a defender between him and the goal, unless he's in his own half. So why don't you shut up and buy me a drink? (laughs) That's what I'm going to do now. I'm I'm really smug that you've taught it to me, Dylan. Thank you. So Amy, can you now see why our good friend Jargon Klopp gets so annoyed recently? Yeah, there's about a the lot. Rule. I don't know. It's just a lot going on, isn't the jury football? There's a lot of things to dispute, and uh, <laughs> very busy. I can see why he gets so stressed. Bless him. Okay, so thanks, Jargon, for that. Uh, time for quiz Akabusi. So the scores from last week are 46-41 to Amy. So just a, a five-shot lead. Yeah, that's not good for me. You so, did say before we started this podcast, Matt, that this is your week. You're feeling confident, so yeah. But you uh, know what? Like fighting maybe, talk. I think you're trying to out psych me. Maybe I had my moment with the um, the offside rule today. Maybe well, that was what I. That's what I felt. Not the quiz. If it makes you feel any better, I feel like you've already won this episode with that. So well, I mean, that's great, and I think that's an extra five points for me then, <laughs> Matt. You, you knew an awful lot about the winter sports as well, so I winter, think you, you peaked. So I um I I love the Winter Olympics. They are my favourite of the Olympics. Um, my my it goes Winter Olympics, Paralympics, and then the normal Olympics for me. Okay. <laughs> like I'm a big fan of the the spin-offs. Classic so we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna kick off the quiz <laughs> with the the real Olympics. Okay. True or false? At the Paris Olympics in the 1900, tug of war was one of the sports. True or false, Matt? True. Amy. I'm going with true just because I want it to be. The answer is true. Alongside polo, croquet and uh, cricket. See, all this controversy about, you know, fancy sports going in now, like breakdancing and loads of ridiculous things have been in the Olympics. Exactly. Tug of war is tough, though. I mean, you've really got to be, you know, that is a real team, team effort. So why? I suppose there's just not much... Else, you've kind of got your one tug and then you turn, aren't you? Uh, Amy. Classic you, me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, I'd l- set myself right up. Uh, <laughs> have you done much tug of war, Amy, in your time? All right, Dylan, personal question. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have taken part in a tug of war, yeah. And uh, yeah, weirdly found it mega competitive. But like, you don't know how much you're, how we, much you, you're actually contributing. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Adding value. We yeah, value. I'm like, am I doing anything here? So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so question number two. Name three ways that you can win a boxing fight. So there's three like classifications of how you can win. And I'm not talking about like, oh, you can do punch him in the ribs. You can punch him in the nose. Oh, okay. Um, I think we'll let Amy go first. I think uh, Matt's got a bit more boxing. Um, okay, knockout? Correct. Points? Correct. And I've put ref's decision, like if he deems the uh, like one of them to be injured. Hello? Nah, nah, we might give that one depending on what matters. No, but that has happened. That happened with a gate of fight that I saw. It was a big fight, and it was someone's Here eye. We was go. I mean, cut. you sound like you're lying. So <laughs> I am not. And the boxer's eye was cut really badly. It was a recent one. It was it was a big one. Yeah, I'll only have, the, the, who am the, I talking about? 
is, is the one guy was called du- Dubois, I think his name is, and jo- Joyce is the other gun, other guy. Uh, oh, but yeah, th- this had happened. But there, there is a technical term for it. Matt, let, let's see what you got. Um, I've got knockout points, yeah. and I've also said a draw because then you've technically both won, haven't you? Oh, okay. So They're the three I've gone for. Yeah. So the the other two which I was thinking of was disqualification is one. Ah. So something like a low blow, be disqualification. Yeah. Okay. Or biting or biting someone's ear off. That'll do it. Frowned upon. Uh, the other one is TKO, technical knockout, which is kind of like when you know the doctor steps in and says he's had enough, or your corner says he, you know he's had enough, or the or the ref kind of says actually yeah I mean he's that's enough, kind of what I meant as well. And wasn't there? I tell you oh, what, yeah, fight yeah, yeah. I saw as well. I've got another example for you. The boxer's corner threw in the towel. They actually yeah. threw in the towel. Oh, that's one. Yeah, Phys- like physically threw in the towel. Physically, they throw the yeah, towel do, in the middle of the ring. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, we'll come back to that okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. We'll, 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 we'll argue at the end. We're on to question number three. Who plays at the Emirates Stadium? Answers, please. Arsenal. Arsenal. Correct. I can I can see it from where I live. I can see it from my road. Ooh. Right. That's the only reason I know what it is because everyone goes, "Oh, there's the Emirates." Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, there are no planes that in London, actually. But I can tell you all about planes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, forget about that, Matt. That is your big thing, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck sports. It's all about the planes. Question number four. Whose nickname is Beefy? Mate, I thought we were never going to tell her we call her that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, do you want to go first on this one? Is it, is it Ian Botham? Uh, Amy? Do you want to guess? Yeah, Ian, Ian Botham. Again, The Office, I think, helped me with this. Uh, oh, really? With this it's, uh, it's Sir Ian Botham, actually. <laughs> oh, so is that no point, then? Sir Ian, so, no, you do I reckon that. It, it must make him get people go, uh, call me Sir Beefy. Yeah, <laughs> Sir Beefy. Why is he called Beefy, actually? He's not that stocky, is he? He was Beefy. quite stocky. Yeah, he was quite stocky. He's quite, no, quite well known for having a few pints before a match. Oh, and he's got a big old tash, beefy old tash, isn't he? Well, I don't yeah. know if he's, he's got rid of it now, I think, isn't he? Do, do, you, do uh, you know what um, Ian Botham has done since giving up cricket? Like other than, Loads you know, and loads pundit. of charity work. Yeah, wa- walking specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, do lots of walking, like sponsored walks. Yeah, he, he has taken sponsored walks to a new level. Where's he gone? <laughs> oh, everywhere. I reckon he's walked every single blade of grass in the UK. <laughs> what a stupid question, <laughs> <laughs> Where's he gone? <laughs> you know what? All of that, like he's done so many of them, they've given him a knighthood, and Amy has just pulled it apart with one sentence. Interested Where, if he's shown oh, off about it. Sponsored walks. Walk. Where you gone, mate? <laughs> Absolutely brutal. Not like Wall of China is... or like across the desert. I don't know. Like <laughs> I don't know if he's done Sheffield, I'm sure he Manchester, I don't know. Anyway. Just okay. round in circles. Well, it's, you don't have to even have to go anywhere. Look at that Sir Tom. Just up and down in his garden. <laughs> yeah. Mega. Oh, good Lord. Okay, so well done, both of you. Uh, question number five. What club did Jamie Carragher play for? I've gone for, just because uh, it's the only one that ever gets mentioned, I've gone for Leicester. <laughs> okay, Amy. Good old Leicester. Um, this time I'm going for Liverpool. Amy is correct. Damn! He is a scouser. Question number six. What sport is played at the Rod Laver Arena? Arena. Indoors or outdoors? Indoors. Okay. It's. Uh, I'll give you a clue. 
It's in Australia. Oh, for God's sake, Australia. Ice hockey. <laughs> Matt, yeah, Australia's well known for their ice hockey. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, but you say that. We do sports that you wouldn't expect. You know, we're good at bobsleigh, so... <laughs> Um, uh, I've gone for um, I've gone for Australian rules football. Oh, you're very close there, but it's not correct. Ah, the Aussie Rural Stadium is literally next door to this, um, but it's, te- it's tennis. Okay, it's, it's where the Australian Open is played. The only reason I know about Australian rules football is there is a big Australian rules footballer called Matthew Richardson, uh, uh. and he's retired now. He's a commentator now. He's a big commentator over there. But I always, when he was playing, used to get like quite aggressive messages meant for him on Twitter. Like, uh. if he'd had a bad... I'd be like, well, someone's had a bad game, clearly, because I'm getting loads of shit. Yeah. It's a, it's a good ga- a good sport to watch that, actually. I went to see a few couple of matches there. What's what's the difference between that and normal football? Oh, it's very different. It's kind of like... it's The shape of the ball is more like a rugby ball. It's like a little, a smaller rugby ball. Yeah. They they run with the ball in their hands, and they, can, they have to bounce it, and they kick it to each other. Um, yeah, it's it's completely different. Okay, fine. To normal football, mm. different enough that Amy and I would go to a game and notice the differences. Yes, you would do. Just about. It's on a circular pitch to begin with. Oh wow, oh. lovely. Yeah, like a cricket pitch. Question number seven: What country is Thierry Henry from? <gasps> I think you both know that. I think the fact that he says "vavavoom" a lot maybe give gives it away. <laughs> oh yeah, his name. And, and does the ads for uh, Renault, uh, Matt? Um, he's French. Amy? Uh, yes, France, French. Correct. Nice and easy one. He is from France, of course. Also known as Terry, Terry Henry. Terry, uh, Tezza. Tezza. Question number eight. How many teams are there in the Premier League? Mm. Amy? 18. Matt? 21. <laughs> you're mad. You're so close. It's 20. Oh! oh. Yeah. Damn. 20. 20 teams, unfortunately. I nearly put 20 as well. That's I don't so know why I went for such an odd night. Like, it makes yeah, I went. I, I feel like it's just something they do. They do a weird, obscure number as Absolutely opposed to an they obvious would. 20. Yeah. Okay. okay, similar theme for the next question. How many jumps are there in the Grand National? I think we should give you a point in this one if you're within two. Matt? 27. Amy? Oh, I've gone 14. It's a wild guess, so. It's 30. Whoa. Oh, so I'm not even within two. Oh, oh, yes, that's so annoying. Oh, my God. 30. Yeah. So I think there's, let me see if I can get this right. There's 14 fences, but they do two laps. But Oh, is... so do I get a point for that? Nah. No, oh. no, please. I, I can't have that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so on to the last question. Who is Dennis Burkamp? Uh, a, a broad answer of sports person will not do. Oh, no. Mm. Okay. A tad more specific. Uh, okay, uh, Amy. He's a former footballer. Anything more specific? No, he's a manager. Okay, Matt. He used to play for Arsenal, right? I've gone for my. I've gone for my classic answer of commentator. <laughs> I think we have to give the point to Amy there because he is a former footballer. Oh! And he did play for Arsenal, and he probably has done know. some commentary in some shape or form, but. but- I mean, like, yeah, my, that what was. What does a... he do now then? What what answer were you looking for? Is he a manager? I guess. No, manager. I think, I think, I think, ex footballer played for Arsenal. But what does he do now? Um, I don't know. He probably is a coach or a manager, oh, but okay. he's not like in the Premier League or anything. So I got that spot on. 
basically. Yeah, you did, basically. Yeah, that's annoying. Dylan, you're you acting like I just scraped it, but surely that's the perfect answer. No, no, well done. I'm impressed that you knew he played for Arsenal. So do, do you know what country he came from? Denmark. Uh, Matt, do you want a bonus point if you can tell this? What's his name again? Tell me. Dennis Burkamp. Burkamp. I think he's Swedish. Nah, he does look a bit Swedish. He's Dutch. Oh, yeah. The other thing he's well known for, he's uh, f- scared of flying. So whenever they played internationals or played an away game in Europe, he would have to travel in by other means. Oh, that God, bad that he couldn't even travel. Because he could have afforded a private jet as well, so he couldn't have even done that. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, there is a band that, not even, this isn't even connected, but there's a band I'm into and the drummer doesn't fly. Like, so whenever they tour in Europe, they have to do like a massive tour and he gets a cruise here. Wow! Wow! But he was in a plane crash and survived, like a private jet. He was in crash, and after that, he went, "That's me done." Okay, well, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, he nearly like he. I think that would probably do of, me like, too. Four people died in this crash, and he was one of two survivors. Oh. Is that so Travis to, Barker? Yeah, it's Travis Barker from Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, he doesn't doesn't yeah, fly. Yeah, that was a horrendous plane crash he was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's a good band though, Blink One Eight Two, isn't it? They're, I mean, mate, they're one of my favourites. Don't you worry. Like, I'm big into Blink. Yeah, I saw them live in Las Vegas once. Did you? What when they did their um, residency? No, it was a, it was a corporate gig. I was uh, I was playing tempin bowling whilst drinking champagne about twenty yards away from Blink One Hundred Two playing live on stage to a massive crowd. What corporate gig was this? And where can I get booked? It sounds well, amazing. Yeah, can we do the was... Sports Virgin? Can you organise the Sports Virgin's <laughs> Christmas party, Dylan? <laughs> this was back in the Spotify glory days. Wow. Oh of, man, of jollies. And now you're sat here with us. <laughs> uh, so uh, back to the quiz. Uh, Amy is pulling away. So, um, so I got the, six then, right? Yeah, the scores in this round is 6-4 to Amy, which takes it to 52-45. So Amy, you're the first to cross the 50-point barrier. Uh, so congratulations, Amy. You are, Thank you very much. I don't want to revel in my glory too Amy. much. Look, you got the offside rule, okay? So know, we've all got something this episode. <laughs> I can't use my points knowledge anywhere, can I? I can't turn up into a pub when everyone's watching football going, oh, guess what? I won the Sports Virgins quiz. They'll go, what's the offside rule? I still don't know. So <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> Worthless to me. <laughs> I feel a bit gutted feeling that, actually, that I, I'm always on a bit of a high when I win the quiz every week, Matt. But um, yeah. but now I'm like, what can I do with it? Whereas you've actually got some tangible knowledge, which I still can't yeah. get my head around. That's frustrating for me. Look, don't don't start pulling at the thread of um, what what does this actually mean for me <laughs> when it comes to talking about your own podcast. That does not yeah. end. What well is my exist- life? Why? Yeah. What does any of this mean? <laughs> see, I, I see your tactics here, Matt. You're only worried about impressing people in the pub with good stories, whereas Amy's just like, no, I'm competitive. I want to win the quiz. Yeah, know, yeah, exactly. Now I'm really like, realizing what's it for, guys. Look, this for? I'm I'm I think I'm nurturing my knowledge through this podcast, whereas Amy is just a swap with the <laughs> you know the test scores. <laughs> uh, well, I've got to have something, haven't I? No um, transferable skill, Amy. Come on. Absolutely. One day, one day I will find. I will find one. I will find one. <laughs> um, I still haven't worked out where Beefy's walked. That's my. Uh, that's my quest for this week. Amy, <laughs> <laughs> how about this? Why don't you take the dog on a Beefy walk this week rather than you? Oh, that sounds lovely. Maybe Ian will join me. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? Probably yeah. will with his little form asking for a pound. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. So uh, that's my task for the week sorted. Uh, thank you once again, Dylan, for um, 
enriching our lives and informing us. Not that much of it went in for me. And uh, Matt, go and show off with your offside rule. Well, I can't because we're going into tier three. Oh, you can't even go to the pub in your face. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Sports Virgins, a Pomodo production. Please follow us and like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on your social media platform of choice. We are at Sports Virgins. Follow us, tell us some sports facts, or more preferably, tell us that you know less than us. That would help. Or any kind of sporting stupidity, please. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.